Welcome back to the Running Deep Podcast. I am so excited to get back into these podcasts. We've taken a little break and we are back into the swing of things and I could not be more excited about the topic that we have today and um, who I have with me today. Um, We are going to be talking about the topic of submission and how do we honor the Lord um, with submissive hearts. And today, who I have asked to uh, join me to talk about this is a great friend and someone who I have learned so much from, Lynette Hager. Uh, Thank you for joining me, Lynette, and um, we are just um, delighted to have you here. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. So before we jump into this um, huge topic mm-hmm. at hand, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. If someone doesn't know, who is Lynette Hager? Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. I am married to Michael Hager, and we've been married for 28 years. And we have two sons, Ben and Andrew. Um Ben and his wife, Caitlin, have been married for three years, and they live in Ankeny. And Andrew and his wife, Laura, uh, just moved to Ann Arbor and are um, planting a church there, so that's exciting. Um, I got to know the girls before they started dating the boys, so that was really Mm. fun um, to know them. And um, also, I get to um, disciple salt leaders, and so that's just just a sweet thing in my life that has come post empty nest. Mm, yes. And you are you are so involved in a lot of ways here at Candeo and um, we're just so thankful for the ministry that you have um, here at Candeo and um, you come bringing a lot of experience and so um, we are really really excited to have you on the podcast and um, talk about this topic. Oh. So, what um, let's just open it up by why are you passionate about this topic? And then what is it? Mm-hmm. What is submission? <laughs> mm-hmm. I think one one of the reasons I'm so passionate about it is because in this current culture, it's so deeply misunderstood. Biblical submission, not only in marriage, but just the word submission mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. So biblical submission is not something that is talked about well or talked about often yeah. or understood clearly. And so... I'm in a lot of ways, of course, passionate because it's what God has called us to, mm. but also passionate because it is under misunderstood. Yeah. Yeah. So give a, a definition. So what would biblical submission, if you had to define it, what would that look like? Yeah. Um, I think it truly is a heart attitude. I think it's we are called to be humble and to yield to one another out of our reverence and love for the Lord. So it really is even outside of marriage, mm-hmm. we're just called to have submissive hearts and submissive attitudes and to walk in humility. And that means not looking out for myself or my interests or my preferences above anyone else's. Yeah. So and I loved how you said that, how it's not it's not just in marriage, because I think sometimes mm-hmm. When you hear the word submit, especially, you know, as a female, when I hear the word submit, I instantly go to marriage Mm -hmm. and wife. Mm -hmm. And those are the only two, you know, a wife needs to submit. No one else does, which that's Mm -hmm. not true. Um, And like you said, we it it's to all people. We are all to be submissive in different areas of our life. Um, But Mm -hmm. where 
Where do we find this in scriptures? Because when when we talk about it, there's a lot of podcasts out there, mm-hmm. and some are good, some are not great. Um, we could just have a conversation about submission, and it would be good. But I want our conversations on this podcast to be rooted in scripture, and mm-hmm. that has been how you have really encouraged me is to, okay, let's go back to God's word. And so where do you find submission in God's word? And like, how do you, how have you learned from that? Mm -hmm. So there's a few spots. Um, In the beginning in Genesis, um, Eve was made from the man for the man and given to the man. So in that, we were given a completely different role Mm. in that. And so from the beginning, God said, here's the order and here's how I'm going to do things relationally. And so God set that up at the very beginning. Um, In 1 Corinthians, where the head of every man is Christ, the head of a wife is her husband, and the head of Christ is God. So the Father and the Son are equally God, but the Son chooses to submit himself to the will of the Father. And so we see throughout Scripture where Jesus submitted himself time and time again to the Mm -hmm. teaching of his Father. Mm -hmm. And he, being fully God, could have changed any of that for himself, but he didn't because he continuously walked in submission to what God had given him mm. to do. And that was 1 Corinthians eleven three. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and then in Ephesians, in Ephesians um, the great marriage passage yeah. in chapter 5, um, but God tells us to walk in love, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And then in verse 22, where he says, wives, submit yourselves to your own husband as you do to the Lord. Um, Because this is the calling of womanhood and manhood. Mm -hmm. This is how it is set up. Um, And then again, then in Philippians, just to walk in humility, um, valuing others above yourselves. Um, And where, yeah, in verses 5, we're back up. Um, where Christ Jesus humbled himself and submitted himself to death on the cross. And then again in First Peter, in that same way, Christ submits himself mm. to death on the cross uh, willingly without complaint, without pushing back. He just willingly submitted himself. And then it goes on in First Peter to talk about wives submitting to our husbands in the same way yeah. that Christ submitted to his father. Yeah. So our, our example, and I mean, as you like put all of these wonderful passages before us our example is christ submitting Mm -hmm. to god god the father so god the son submitting to god the father Mm -hmm. um, and leading out in that way and it's interesting as you're pointing out these different passages some of them do speak to marriage specifically Mm -hmm. but a lot of them speak to just submitting our desires and our wants to God Mm -hmm. first and then Mm -hmm. others. So we shouldn't put our preferences Mm -hmm. over another, um, which can definitely play itself out in marriage, but it can play itself Mm -hmm. out in different areas too. Mm -hmm. Um, But this, so the last, the last passage that uh, you shared really is what um, sparked this podcast because we, this last spring, um, we had our men's and women's first Peter study, and we're also doing it this fall um, on Sunday nights, um, but and Tuesday nights we flip flop those days, but. 
Um, when you taught on that passage um, in 1 Peter 3, and it talks about wives being submissive to husbands and what that looks like, it, in our conversation at our tables, it sparked a lot of conversations and some really good, healthy conversations. Um, one specifically at my table was a wife who came in and just basically said, my husband doesn't deserve to be submitted to. I don't respect him. He is not a leader of our home. He doesn't want to lead. He's passive, you know, all of these things. And um, she just basically said, I, I don't think I can do this, you know. And hearing your teaching, then after we discussed it a little bit then you know you taught on the passage and you did a wonderful job and i'm not going to spoil it because we still have our (laughs) our fall class um so if you're not signed up for the first peter study you need to be um you did a great job of laying out that passage and what does the passage talk about for women to be submissive to their husbands and adorn themselves in a way that's honoring to Christ and not honoring to the world or drawing attention to themselves. But after you taught this woman just in such great submission to the Lord, it was so beautiful to see how she said, you know what, I thought to myself, I've got a list of things that I'm going to talk to my husband about what he needs to change because the text also talks about husbands, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, what he needs to change. But after hearing God's word taught and looking more into 1 Peter 3, I think I need to just work on myself. And really submission starts with us and not does our husband deserve it or does our neighbor deserve it Mm -hmm. you know submitting ourselves like our preferences um it's it's our heart issue but a lot of times that that conversation and the conversation the rest of the night really made me think okay this topic can be confusing and it can be used incorrectly Mm -hmm. or people have a lot of questions so how have you seen the just the word submit or submission or the topic be used incorrectly Mm -hmm. or misinterpreted. Yeah, I think the immediate response to just hearing that word, I think for some people it's just a trigger word in that submission means that I'm inferior, I'm a doormat, I can be walked all over. Um, It's just mindless giving in. Mm. Um, I guess I just have to comply whether I want to or not. And so it's this real less than, more than tension of, um, oh, well, I guess my husband's just the boss of everything. When in fact, the reality is, is that my husband is not my supreme authority. Mm -hmm. He's my delegated authority that God has put in place in that order of things that God set out for us, but he's not my supreme authority. Mm -hmm. And so as I'm learning to be less like me and more like him, Um, and I do mean more like Jesus, although in some ways I should be more like Michael and less like me, but (laughs) what I meant was I really should be more like Jesus and less like me. Um, But the the whole point of that is we are to, you know, work out our salvation in a way that we are dying to ourselves in the ways that we need to and magnifying Christ in me. Mm -hmm. And so that happens inside or outside of marriage, like you said. Um, so it's not um, 
where I just say, okay, whatever you say. Because my husband also married me for the gifts and the strengths and the abilities that I bring to the Mm -hmm. marriage. So my gifting is what pours into helping him be successful in his role. So together, we bring our gifts to the table and decide what marriage is gonna look like and not at all in a way where I'm less than he is. Yeah, and this, I just want to pause here in this, you know, as you talked about, it's not a doormat. It's, you know, it's not just doing whatever your husband says. Um, This is a a tender topic, Mm -hmm. and there are women out there that have um, been abused, that have been mistreated, Mm -hmm. and that's that's an awful thing, and that is not how God has designed marriage. And if you are in a spot that you are being abused or mistreated, um, submission is yes. not to obey those things. Yes. So seek help. Yes. Um, and for someone who maybe has come out of a situation like that and hears the word submit, this can be difficult and challenging. Mm-hmm. So we do want to recognize that and um, be tender towards that yes. um, and bring that to the table. Um, also knowing that Christ is our ultimate mm-hmm. lover and mm-hmm. husband, and mm-hmm. he is the perfect husband, mm-hmm. and he does not treat us in those ways. Mm-hmm. Um, he calls us beloved and mm-hmm. cherishes us and has compassion towards us. Um, yes. But as we, as we look at this topic now with, okay, here's how it's been incorrectly viewed, um, And I loved how you said, you know, it's not you don't have a voice, you're not inferior. We we bring things to the table too because it is a union, just like like the the scripture says, Christ and his church, it is a union together. Um, So when a husband is looking to make a decision, he's not going to only make it by himself. he should look to his wife and say, hey, yes. what are your thoughts? What are, you know, because God has also gifted us in different ways and we see things from different perspectives. <laughs> and, Very much so. <laughs> um, we have different preferences. Um, so a husband to love his wife is also to look to her and see her preferences as well. But ultimately, at the end of the day, would you say, they have the last say or how does that work in like um you know some people would say well my husband just makes all the decisions Mm -hmm. but maybe that's an incorrect way to look at submission how would you say that plays Mm -hmm. out maybe in your in Mm -hmm. your home i know we're a little off topic but when you (laughs) when you when you pointed out that i thought oh that's a good question Um, How does that just play out in decision-making for you guys? Yeah, there have been a number of things where, um, particularly in the bigger decisions, in in the day-to-day, we pretty much have ironed out, I've got this, you've got that, I trust you, you trust me. So much of that has been worked out for Mm -hmm. us. But when you come to something bigger or something where we haven't exactly landed in the same spot, then it becomes a discussion of, here's why I think this, and then, okay, well, here's why I think this. And so we walk through that. But at the same time, um, I trust 
the pattern of decisions that Michael has made. I trust mm-hmm. his wisdom. I trust our history together. And so he has made trustworthy decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at the end of the day, if I feel like, oh, I kind of think this, but you know, I know you think that, so we will go with that. Um, it's not that I just give up. It's just that God has put us in a place where through the test of time, mm-hmm. we can trust each other's thoughts. Now, even if I would say, okay, well, I we should go ahead and do that then, and it turns out to be an epic fail, that can happen too. So yeah. it's not then that all of a sudden my husband isn't trustworthy or that God isn't trustworthy. Mm-hmm. There's something in that for us. Yeah. But I still believe at the end of the day that it honors God when I honor my husband. Mm-hmm. So sometimes his preferences are just more important like particularly if it's something that doesn't really matter to me one way or the other yeah. like I don't want to die on insignificant hills yes. and say oh but but my way you know I really yeah. want to just honor his preferences and so as many times as we can get in the habit of saying of course that's fine with me mm-hmm. then that's the direction we want to start to move mm-hmm. so that he has an opportunity to to show oh well then I think I'll decide this because there have been many times where he has honored my preferences mm-hmm. and then that looks different in that in those mm-hmm. ways so um, yeah it's very much a give and take it's not an authoritarian yeah type thing um, it's a we love each other and we love our marriage mm-hmm. and God is is honored in that relationship mm-hmm. and the um, both looking out for each other's interests Mm -hmm. for the glory of God. Um, Now, why would you say this topic matters? I mean, it it matters, yes, because when things work well, a marriage works well. So you could could look at it from the worldly standpoint and be like, well, you know, if if you're working together as a team, it all works out, you know, but Mm -hmm. in eternity, why why does this topic even matter? Mm I think that everything God has called us to do has eternal purposes. Mm -hmm. He doesn't lay out in his word um, the guidance and the direction that he does for us because it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So it matters to God because he put it in his word. So for me to um, want to become more like Jesus and less like me, um, that is preparing me for a future that, mm-hmm. that God has laid out for me. So um, I just think anytime God says, here's what I have for you, and he has spelled it out in his word time and time and time again, then our entering into that just puts the gospel on display to a lost and dying world. Yeah. And so other people who are lost and do not yet know the Lord, my neighbors, our family members, we have people in our lives who think that our marriage is kind of weird. I mean, yeah. you know, it's yeah. just kind of odd the yeah. way that we do things. Knowing our personalities, particularly my personality, yes. which is a little bit large, um, <laughs> like how does that even work for us? Yeah. So what it does is it illuminates the gospel to people who don't know that yet. Yeah. I love that you brought that up because that was going to be a question at the end, but I'll just ask it <laughs> oh. now since you Oops. brought it up. <laughs> um you know, and we have talked about this in the past, um, but how how do you with, you know, God has created you with a gifted, strong personality, and 
it's delightful. I mean, you say large, which I'm like, I don't know if I'd say large. It's delightful. It's you have a strong personality when you walk into a room. You can you can lead it. I mean, you're you're a strong leader. And so how how do you bring that personality in and not um I hear some women say, "Well, I'm just a strong leader and my husband isn't." So do I just need to, like, crush my spirit and not be who I am? Mm -hmm. Um, How does that work for you guys? Because Michael is maybe more of a quiet personality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think God ever asks me to not be who he made me to be. Mm -hmm. So definitely I can temper Uh some things and dial it down a bit. Um, But what I bring in that, Michael was drawn to that. Mm So. I bring things to the marriage that are good for him, and he brings things to the marriage that are good for me. Mm-hmm. And so, sure, he he enjoys my sunny disposition. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I there's a difference between having a gentle and quiet spirit and being loud. So in my spirit, mm-hmm. I am gentle and quiet and calm and peaceful. So even though my personality, I can bring a lot of bubbliness to a room, but my soul is at rest and Mm. my spirit is at peace. Okay. That's a really great way to explain that. Um, Yeah. I I love how you just put that. We, I'm kind of like, oh, wow, that's a really great way to put it because you can be at peace and still be your same personality. Now, what we're not saying is... um, there, there is a personality or not. I can be who I want to be in just like living out your sinful nature. Right. And that is not right. what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have a sinful nature side of who we mm-hmm. are that we need to continual, continually mm-hmm. kill and yes. be sanctified. And so there are aspects mm-hmm. of us that um, we need to work on. For, for me, it's definitely, you know... Um, wanting to have the last word or wanting Mm -hmm. control. Those are things that are not God honoring. Mm -hmm. And I might, I might say, well, that's just my personality. I'm a type A person, Mm -hmm. which yes, I'm a type A person, but there are things about being a type A person that I need to be sanctified in. I don't need control in every situation. Mm -hmm. It's our heart posture that determines whether or not something is done for God's glory. Mm -hmm. So I, I can it's just selfishness, really, mm-hmm. to say, well, I'm sorry, but that's just who I am. Right. Well, no, that's actually an excuse for enabling you to have a sinful heart. Yeah. Yeah. And in in our day and age today, what would you say, like, this looks like today in marriages? Um, and then I kind of want to flip it on the head and just say, mm-hmm. okay, so what does this look like also for husbands today? Mm-hmm. Because as you're saying, oh, this is just my personality, mm-hmm. you know, flip it over also to husbands. So what would you say yeah. this just looks like today? Well, our culture just screams that we should be me first, um, self-serving, self-centered. I have my rights and I'm going to stand on my rights and... I think that there's a misunderstanding that if husbands are to empower their wives mm-hmm. to be who they are and do what they do, that he just has to say, yeah, you do you, babe. And in some 
respects that is true. Of yeah. course, yes, he wants me to to do me, you know, mm-hmm. be, be, do the things I do yeah. and be who I am in those things. But I think that it's it, it has flipped in that husbands are potentially relinqu- relinquishing. Yeah some of their uh, voice mm-hmm. in that, mm-hmm. that I think there's a, maybe a shrinking back of, you know, we can't stand on, you know, our women's rights or mm-hmm. their, what they think they need to do. And so I think there's just a little bit of hesitation in even questioning if that's a good thing or not. Right. Yeah. Because we do agree that, you know, we are all created in the image of God and we all do have equal rights and all of mm-hmm. that. But um, I think that our culture has swung the pendulum so far because mm-hmm. there have been terrible things that have happened yes. um, that we do not agree with, but we've kind of thrown the baby out with the bathwater mm-hmm. and saying, well, now men should have no say Mm -hmm. and you know so we're we're swinging the pendulum so far that we've we haven't allowed men to lead in the way that is Mm -hmm. god honoring and for men um if there's a man listening um (laughs) for men to to know women women want to see a strong godly man lead the home yes and so if there's a wife out there that's saying I don't know how to submit because my husband's not leading. Mm-hmm. Call them to that in a Christ-honoring way and give them small opportunities to start leading. Like you said yeah, you so know, earlier, it's like you can't completely change a marriage overnight, but you can start with little small ways to let your husband lead and encourage him you you can be the wind in his sails or you can just totally bomb that boat Mm -hmm. by just Mm -hmm. how you treat him and so giving him the opportunities he needs to lead and encourage him Mm -hmm. and don't just step over and just say well i'm i'm just gonna do this because you won't Mm -hmm. Um, because i think that's what i've seen a lot in our culture today is um men who are more passive and not taking leadership and women who are just frustrated Mm -hmm. and tired and just say okay fine then I'll do it Um, and that that does not show the world Mm -hmm. Christ and his church and Mm -hmm. it's not ultimately honoring to him I think in in very simple ways we somehow have maybe lost the the ability to be encouraging or just to speak life into him, to just speak encouragement and affirmation into him and to be able to say, I so appreciate the way you did this or the Mm -hmm. way you did that. I'm so thankful for your guidance to me in that and Mm -hmm. I appreciate your wisdom in that. If we don't start verbalizing what we see and appreciate and know to be true about him, how it's more difficult for him to continue those behaviors. Like, yeah. what's the point then? Right. If if nobody sees, nobody cares. And we can all feel like that. Mm-hmm. We don't, I don't need him to follow around behind me and say, wow, <laughs> you did a really great job with that. But at the same time, don't we all need encouragement and yeah. affirmation and love spoken into our lives in a way that a husband and wife would only know. Yeah. So I only know what discourages him mm-hmm. and what frustrates him in ways that the world doesn't know. So only I can speak into 
Honey, I think that you were so wise in that. I mm-hmm. so appreciate that decision that you made because I know that was hard for you. Mm-hmm. So we also can acknowledge their struggles and acknowledge their insecurities and speak into that just strength and love. Yeah. And when uh, things don't go well, mm-hmm. when they've made a decision, <laughs> we can hold our tongues and not say, mm-hmm. I told you so, oh, you know, absolutely. because that's just going to make him less willing to make a decision later. Mm-hmm. And when when it's a safe place to fail, then then mm-hmm. we both are more apt to step out in faith and make decisions and do mm-hmm. things. But when it's held over their head, mm-hmm. they're less likely to make those decisions and lead. And no one flourishes in that kind of an environment. Right. N- neither one of you will, right? Yeah. The, the husband nor the wife who is a wife who is nagging or judgmental mm-hmm. or critical. Um, she's not thriving either yeah. because there's a spiritual maturity then that is lacking mm. there. And so we can always turn that back to where do I need to grow and mature in my own spiritual life that is causing me to really stumble in these ways mm-hmm. with my husband. Yeah. So ultimately bringing it back to kind of the, the beginning when we looked at God's word, um, it is it is a self-posture in how do I see myself and am I aligning myself with God's word and seeing others better than myself, preferring others over myself, which includes my husband, making my preferences die to others and ultimately honoring to the Lord. Um, I feel like this could go on and on. There's a lot of different questions that we could ask, um, but we're going to have to stop it for there um, for today. But this topic bleeds into a lot of different um, areas of marriage, I would say. Mm -hmm. So we talked about submission just as a whole, but I think it kind of bleeds into different roles, different aspects of marriage. And this conversation tends, at least for me, to kind of flow a lot into, well, what does it mean for me to be a keeper of the home? And what does this look like in my home and how I keep my home? And so um, next month, we're actually going to have a podcast again with Lynette on what does it look like to be a keeper of the home? And does that mean we have to stay at home full time? So tune in next month to um, hear about that. Thank you so much, Lynette, for um, joining us. And we will um, look forward to that conversation again soon. Thank you, Sarah.